see if you gon' lie or you gon' love me I was getting bras way before I got the money Honey, since I've been a star, they don't love me The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling Stick it out, poke it out Stick it out, poke it out Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So Thursday Night Football came and went, and the Bengals beat the Jaguars 24-21. to Now, of course, these, these, both of these teams are not good. The Jaguars, probably one of the worst rosters in the league. The Bengals, they're, they're not really good. But all I could feel, I just felt like an immense sadness watching that game. And you probably think, Jalen, he felt an immense sadness watching the, the Bengals and the Jaguars? Yes. Yes, I did. And the reason why is because the thing that I've been talking about time and time and time and time again was was ever more evident on Thursday night and that is fit matters man I know I've started this I've started this podcast several times talking about this but it's fit matters fit matters I was watched again I'm not saying that Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence are going to be the greatest quarterbacks ever. I'm not saying that, nor am I saying, are they Tom Brady? I'm not saying that they're Joe Montana. I'm not saying that they're all-time greats right now. But watching Thursday Night Football, man, it just, it just pro- again, it proves my point time and time again is that fit matters. You look at it like this. And now, now of course, two people can get to the same place. You know, two people can get to the top of the mountain but it's going to be a lot harder when you're you both start at the bottom but one person starts with you know top of the line climbing gear they have a map they have people in their lives that probably have done this climb before so they're able to help you with the climb uh they have some of the best you know uh uh i guess some of the best gear that that the other person doesn't the other person doesn't have a map the other person only has a rope the other person doesn't really have people that can help them you know maneuver around the mountain or maneuver up the mountain they both can get to the top but one road is going to be a lot harder than the other one and how did I say that man it's like look at look at some of these rookie quarterbacks right look at look at Mac Jones look at Trey Lance they were thrusted into great organizations the the patriots you know we know about the long dynasty with you know tom brady and and belichick uh he has a really good offensive line he has a really good running game even though you know his running game is kind of injured right now but at full strength he has a good running game they have a good uh, he has a great defense you know the patriots still have a really good defense even though stefan gilmore is not there due to injury but you know, they have a good defense. And, of course, you have Bill Belichick, who is arguably the greatest coach of all time, if not the greatest coach of all time. Trey Lance, backing up Jimmy Garoppolo. And a lot of people have wanted to throw away Jimmy Garoppolo for the longest. 
But Jimmy Garoppolo is still a, a decent quarterback. You have a great offensive line. You have a great offense in general. You have a great defense. You have a great coach in Kyle Shanahan. They were thrusted into great situations. Hell, even to a certain extent, of course, not as good as Trey Lance and um and Mac Jones, but Justin Fields, Justin Fields, a better organization. I mean, let me say this, a, 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 a better starting point than a lot of rookies get. I mean, you have the Bears offense. You know, the offensive line sucks, but I mean, like the Bears offense, you have Allen Robinson, you have David Montgomery, the defense, Khalil Mack. Uh, Hicks, you have really good now. Of course, the the jury's still out on the coach, but you have a better starting spot than a lot of people. Let me take it back to Thursday night football and why I was I had so I I felt sadness watching this game. I was watching how good Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence look. Now Trevor Lawrence has had a very tumultuous. Uh, uh, start to his NFL career. I mean, at this point, you're 0 and 4. He went 0 and 4. I mean, he went what 86 and 4. His entire high school, or yeah, high school, co- middle school, high school, and college career. So he's not used to losing. He's lost as many games in the NFL as he's lost his entire life. Um, but watching Trevor Lawrence and just and and Joe Burrow. On Thursday night football, I just felt bad. I felt bad because both of these two quarterbacks are elite talents. Now, no, no, I'm not saying that they're on the levels of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying they're on that level. But what I'm saying is these are two great quarterbacks. Now, of course, they'll be great. Both of them are number one overall picks. Both of them won national championships at their colleges. But... I just felt bad because I see a ceiling. If they if they both stay where they are, I see that's 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 why I was sad. I see a ceiling. Look at the Bengals. The Bengals have never really been that organization. Yeah, they had some really good Carson Palmer years. Uh, T.J. Husman Zada was good. Uh, Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson, whatever you want to call him, was good. They've had some years, but they don't even have a GM. They they they've been tumultuous with their coach. Their offensive line still horrible. Even though they have some really nice pieces on the car, the car in general is not that good. Joe Burrow's a great piece. Jamar Chase has been better than I thought. Tyler Boyd's good. T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. But in general, this team has such a low ceiling because of how it's run and in the in the history of it. Now I know the history isn't supposed to go into it, but that's that's how it is. And Trevor Lawrence, man, Trevor Lawrence, Thursday night football. Even though they lost, and I think he only had like two hundred and two hundred and four yards passing, thirty six yards rushing with a touchdown. You saw flashes. I think he had like a 50-yard pass. Like you saw flashes of greatness from Trevor Lawrence. But I just know in my head, if he stays with this organization, that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, there's always going to be a ceiling. There's always going to be a limit. Same as Joe Burrow. Look at all the great quarterbacks. Look at all of the great quarterbacks in the league. Outside the exception of Tom Brady. But Tom Brady... Hell, actually, Tom Brady, you paired him up with a great owner in Robert Kraft. You paired him up with a great coach in Tom, uh, Bill Belichick. And now, you, and of course, 
the worth ethic and the greatness of Tom Brady got him where it's got. But look at all the great quarterbacks right now. Look at all of them. Lamar Jackson. The the Baltimore Ravens literally built an all built a system around him. They got Joe Flacco out of there, which they won a Super Bowl with, by the way, and built a whole system around Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes, a great set behind Alex Smith, a great organization, great coach in Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers, even though there's a lot of you know turmoil going on with Green Bay, we know the history Green Bay has, and he and Aaron Rodgers was able to sit behind Brett Brett Favre. He has a good offensive line. He has a good number one piece in Devontae Adams, and. Outside of the last few years, there's been stability around Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Hell, it's not even elite. Look at look at people like like Kirk Cousins. Even though they they're not that good, the Vikings have the Vikings is a solid organization. Justin Herbert, the Chargers have always had fluctuation but now they have a new coach they have him they got and they're doing everything they need to do they're getting the offensive line right they see a problem and they're attacking the problem the organization isn't hasn't had the history of the of being the best organization but what they what you're seeing is there's there they you know with the new regime that's in now they're seeing a problem and they're attacking the problem head on and as you're seeing the charges are getting better because of what you know with with Justin Herbert and what they're doing, I don't see that with Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence. Look at look at the Bengals. What was the biggest problem? In fact, what was the reason that they didn't really have a good season last year? Because Joe Burrow got hurt. Why did Joe Burrow get hurt? Because the offensive line was horrible last year. What's wrong with the what's wrong with the team this year? The offensive line is horrible. They had multiple times and multiple chances to really address their offensive line. They had two NFL ready players. At the now, I understand it's not the most flashy pick. I get picking a Penesul or Rashawn Slater is not the most flashy pick. And I understand that they also dealt with injuries last year in the offensive line. But those people are back. And the offensive line still is horrible. And Joe Burrow still is running for his life. Yes, Jamar Chase has looked really good. Yes, Tyler Boyd has looked really good. Yes, T. Higgins has looked really good. Yes, Joe Mixon has looked really good. But the problems that still present itself which is the defense and the offensive line are still prevalent and Trevor Lawrence the 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 Jaguars man it's just a this organization ain't been good since that one fluke year they made it to the AFC championship and got boat raced by Tom Brady and the Patriots it's again, man, it's just it's just sad because I just see I, I don't see a way out. Let me say not say a way. Out. I don't see a way of success at the ultimate level. Now, there's a lot of teams that never make it to a championship. There's a lot of teams that never make it to an NBA championship. There's a lot of teams that never make it to a Super Bowl. There's a lot of teams that never make it to an NHL uh, Stanley Cup. There's a lot of teams that never make it to the to the pinnacle. And that doesn't mean that they're you know, bad organization, their failures or whatever. It just means that they haven't made it and they, they may not ever make it. But when you look at just the sheer... Now, I will say this. 
I do want to give Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars more patience because, again, Urban Myers is his first year coaching as uh, in terms of the, uh, the NFL. I do think we should give it time. But looking at everything around, like everything that's wrong with the team, I don't I just don't see a high ceiling for the Jaguars with everything going on with the team and the same problems that this team has had. I don't see a high ceiling for the Bengals, even with quarterbacks as good as Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow had he had three hundred and forty eight yards passing. Two touchdowns, and he rushed for four yards. <laughs> this is the same Joe Burrow that b- completely obliterated his his knee last year. It's, I'm not harping on it much longer, but it goes back to what I said, man. Fit is everything. And it's unfortunate that, again, look, in the, look at the history of the league. I talked about this last episode or, or a couple episodes ago. Look at the history of the NFL. Tell me how many players were able to overcome bad organizations. There's a lot of players that go to bad organizations that are still good, but their organizations hold them down. Matthew Stafford going to the Lions. Matthew Stafford is really good, and we're seeing how good he is playing for the Rams right now. But Matthew Stafford has been good for a while with the with the uh, Lions. It's just the organization has been so god awful that he's not his talent isn't able to overcome the mediocrity or overcome the 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 the, the horribleness of the of the organization. Andrew Luck, he tried his best, <laughs> and because he was he was just getting pummeled after an injury after injury because of how bad the offensive line is he retired early calvin johnson hell calvin johnson's on a run right now you know going on show after show after show just made to the hall of fame congratulations to him but you see he's one he's arguably one of top five no it's easily top five greatest wide receivers of all time but Career ended early because his body just failed on him because he was getting destroyed. It's not so it's not just the quarterback position. It's you your fit is the most important thing. And the two easy examples, look at or the easy the one easy example is look at Ryan Tannehill go where, where he looked like what he looked like with Adam Gase and the Dolphins compared to what he looks like with Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. I'm saying all this to say, man, it it was it was it was an entertaining game. The Thursday night football was a very entertaining game. Now, again, both these teams aren't good like these teams. The Jaguars, they're not making they're not going to make any type of noise in the playoffs. I don't even know. I don't even know when they're going to win a game. This was a game that they should or could have won. And they didn't. And the Bengals, I know they're three and one, but I don't. And they could make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. They could make the playoffs. I just don't think they make any noise. I don't see the Bengals, especially in the AFC North at that. I don't see them making much noise when you when you when they play uh, Ravens or when they play a uh, 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 yeah a Ravens or a Browns. But it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate because you can see the talent burst out of your screen when we look at Trevor Lawrence and when we look at Joe Burrow. That is, their talent is undeniable. 
But you can also see there is a ceiling for both of them because of it's not because of their talent or the lack of talent. There is a ceiling because of everything around them. The organization is their is their ceiling and unfortunately is mighty low. Mighty low. Mighty low. But shouts out to the Bengals for uh for winning Thursday night football, twenty four to twenty one against the Jaguars. Moving forward, let's, you know, week four of the NBA NFL is is here, so let's give my predictions. Uh, predictions of how the games are going to go. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans and the Jets. <laughs> the, Jets the Jets are 0-3. The Jets are 0-3. It's, it's, it goes back to fit with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson and, and, and that Jets, the Jets organization is just is just garbage. Um Robert, people have already turned on Robert Sala, which is crazy. I mean, he's only been coaching for three games, and you have the Jets. But people have already turned on Robert Sala. Uh, Zach Wilson, he's he's still he was high turnover prone in college. He's high turnover prone in the league. Uh, the offensive line is god awful. They don't really. Jameson Crowder might be playing, but they don't really have too many skilled players. So, and the Tennessee Titans, even though the Tennessee Titans will be probably without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, their top two wide receivers, uh, you still have pretty much the best back in the league in Derrick Henry. Uh, So, I got the Tennessee Titans beating the Jaguars. And and it's funny, I'm almost sure if Julio Jones or maybe not A.J. Brown because of his hamstring, but I'm I'm almost sure if if they were playing a better team, uh You may see Julio Jones out there, but because it's the Jets and the Jets are arguably one of the, if not the worst team in the league, uh, he's not playing. But again, you still have Derrick Henry, who is most definitely on pace to actually surpass 2000 yards rushing. Uh, I, I got I got the Tennessee Titans winning that one. Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles. I've seen all I need to see from the Eagles. I understand that the Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs are one and two, and you're only as good as your record. They they've had some uh, again. the The Ravens loss was tough. They didn't really play their best game at all from from both sides, defense, offense. They didn't play their best game at all against the Chargers. But I've seen all I need to see with the Eagles, man. That that week one was such an anomaly. At least it's been the first, what, four weeks of the league now? Or first weeks, four. The first four weeks of the season. Jalen Hurts, it's, Jalen Hurts is cool, but I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Um, and there's nothing really around him outside of, what, maybe Zach Ertz. But Zach Ertz hasn't been, really been good or really been a household name since the, the Super Bowl run. Their defense is god-awful. Their offensive line is god-awful. I don't know how many times, uh, what was it, last Thursday night football when they played the, the what was it, or Sunday, Monday night football when they played the, the, the Cowboys. I don't know how many times they had a big positive play taken back from a freaking holding call or uh, offensive lineman was too far downfield. I don't, you're, I don't. I feel like this is probably going to be the game where the Kansas City Chiefs get back on track. Um, So I got the Kansas City Chiefs beating Eagles pretty easily, actually. Uh, If the Eagles, if the Eagles did what they did, if the Eagles can't, I don't know. I don't know. The Eagles suck. It's a bad, it's a bad, or it's a bad team all around. There's a head coach that's not supposed to be a head coach. It's, it's, I got the Kansas City Chiefs beating Eagles. 
The game that I think a lot of people are are anticipating is the Panthers and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are two and one. The Panthers are three and zero. Oh. Now a lot of people are want to you know pump the brakes on the Panthers because when you look at the, the the schedule that they've had, it's they've had probably one of the more easier schedules uh, and easier opponents to get to three and zero. Oh. But I'm excited to see. Uh, they do have the number one rushing defense now. Again, that is also they did to play the Titans and they did play the Jets, I believe. Uh, and that, you know, it's, it's a lot easy stopping the run when you have to stop, you know, Mark Ingram and whoever the hell the Jets have. Uh, and that's no shot to Mark Ingram. Just saying he's not a top tier running back. And but but I will say that the the the. The can the the Carolina Panthers defense is elite. They have incredible pass rushers, and I think that. And I said this last time. It's it's hard to admit because they, the Cowboys also haven't had the easiest schedule, even though they are uh, two and one. Uh, I think that I think that the the Cowboys are better than the 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 Panthers, even though the Panthers are undefeated. This will be the first quote unquote test for the Panthers. Uh, don't get me don't 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 get it confused. The Cowboys defense this year, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. The Cowboys defense this year has been incredible. The offense has been really good, and this is a te- this is this is the game where I want to see okay, how is Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold has looked really good against subpar talent uh, with talent around him. Now I want to see what he looks like with you know against a really good defense at least this year, which is the Cowboys. So, I, but. I have the Cowboys winning this. I think that the Cowboys, they have a lot of firepower on the offense. Uh, as we know, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, Zeke, Dak. I, I just I just think they have a lot. Tony Pollard. I think they have a lot of firepower, a lot more firepower. And this will be the first test for the Panthers. I think it'll be a good game. I don't think it's going to be you know a blowout or anything. But I do think this will be the first quote unquote test for the Panthers, and I, I think that the the Cowboys kind of pose a, a threat that the Panthers haven't seen, of course. Now, I, but I will say that the Panthers do have really nice. You have Robbie Anderson, DJ uh, Moore has been incredible this year, so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. But um, and of course, Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think he's playing because he's still hurt. Uh, but. This is a Sam Darnold game. I want to see what Sam Darnold looks like, but I do have the Cowboys winning that one. Giants and Saints. Again, I I'm kind of done with the Giants. The Giants lost to the to the uh, Falcons. The Falcons probably have the worst defense in the league. Um, but I will say that you don't know what you're going to get from the Saints. Not saying that the Saints are going to be god awful, but again. The Saints did just enough last week to win. They didn't have a superstar performance by any, by any means necessary, or they didn't have week one performance, but they also didn't have week two performance. Uh, but I just don't the, – the Giants' defense has been horrible. Their offensive line has been horrible, especially I don't, I don't think their offensive – or their offensive line is going to be able to hold up against that uh, great defensive front that the Saints hold. And Daniel Jones just hasn't shown me anything to make me be like, yeah, he's he's a, he's a franchise quarterback right there. He just hasn't done enough. So I have the the Saints winning that one. I think a a, a good game that's gonna, uh, even though the records may not say, uh, I think that the Browns and the Vikings are gonna be a good game. Kirk Cousins against, uh, well, it's not really Kirk Cousins against Baker Mayfield because I think Baker Mayfield is is better in all you know all aspects, but. 
the Vikings did just have a big win last week against the Seattle Seahawks, and they did shut out the Seattle Seahawks the second second half of the game. And, of course, we know how good the Browns are. We know how good they are with the offensive line. We know the pieces that they have. Odell Beckham came back last week and looked pretty good. I think he had like 58 yards or something like that. So I expect him to see more touches, especially with Jarvis Landry still being out. Uh, Kareem Hunt and and Nick Chubb, I think, are like the one into like the best combo running backs in the league. So I think it's going to be a good game, even though the Vikings defense is not that good. But I have the Browns winning that. I think the Browns again has a as a whole team is better than the Vikings, and I think it's going to come down to who can make the bigger plays between Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. And I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. So I got the Browns winning that one. Lions and Bears. To me. Do not let these records fool you. This is this the the Lions play very hard. The Lions play hard. Jared Goff is is straight. There's a lot. I mean, they they should have they could have had all the opportunity in the world to win the 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 Baltimore Ravens game. They just didn't. Um, so if they would have won the game, they both would have had the same record. The Bears. I think the Bears are going to win this game, not by a lot, because I don't think the Bears or the Lions defense presents the same type of defensive pressure that the Browns did. And I think that, you know, Justin Fields is going to have more of an opportunity and more of time in the pocket uh, or or time to even just make plays. You know what I'm saying? They're... Their their offensive line can't be as or cannot play as bad as it did the first game or last week against the Browns. I, I just think that the Lions, I think it's going to be a really good game, really close game. But I think the Bears, especially their defense, is going to be the best unit out there. Uh, and I have the Bears winning that. Texans and Bills, I don't think it's going to be a close game at all. The Bills, ever since losing week one to the to the Steelers, have just been on a tear. Like they, I think they've scored more than like thirty six or more than thirty points each game or the last two games, and Josh Allen look, looks like he's right back in that MVP conversation. Uh, that their defense looks better than I thought it would, and of course you still have the weapons that you have. I just don't think that. I mean, the Texans don't don't let it fool you. I know, I know Tyrod Taylor's not playing, but they're still not a good team. And I think if the Bills put on the same type of performance that they did against Washington last last week, and don't get it confused, even though Washington's not good, the Texans' defense is nowhere close to – the Washington defense has been bad this year. The Texans, though, they're on a different level of bad. I think the Bills are going to win in a a very convincing way. Uh, You have the Colts and the Dolphins. Actually, I'm going to go with the – I have to – I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm gonna go with the Colts because at some point you gotta win a game, and the Colts, the Colts are different from like uh, the Colts aren't the 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 Jets. The Colts aren't the well the, the record wise, they're not as bad as the Jets. They're not as bad as the as the the Jaguars. You know, I understand they haven't won, but this team is not that. This team cannot be that bad. You have DeForest Buckner. You have that really good defense. This team can't be that bad, and I think that you know the Dolphins. Even though the Dolphins are a great, uh, a, a really good team right now, you have Brian Flores as their coach. I don't know if Tua is going to start, so it may be Tua and maybe Jacoby Brissett. The the Colts got to win a game, and this has to be the game they win. Carson went like you have to win a game. 
so I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna go with the Colts because again, you can't go down 0 4, especially with all the moves you made in the off season. At some point, it's got to click. At some point, it's got to click, and I'm thinking it's gonna click against the Dolphins because of the uncertainty that they have with the whole offense in general. So I have the Colts winning that. The Washington football team and the Falcons, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, in one hand, you can, the Washington football team cannot be anywhere close to as bad as they were last week against the Bills. Uh, they did have a, what, 77 or 75-yard uh, touchdown run from Antonio Antonio Gibson. Uh, I know Logan Thomas, who was a pretty much a red zone target. He he got a touchdown, but this team cannot be as bad. At least I don't know. I don't know. This team cannot be as bad. And the and the Falcons, they benefited off playing against the Giants last week. Now I know the Falcons. They're not. They don't have to deal with the mobile quarterback. I know Washington has dealt with the mobile quarterback damn near every game. I mean, what Justin Herbert. Uh, who they put Daniel Jones and Josh Allen, not saying that they're all the same, but they all are, are, are more mobile than Mike, Matt Ryan. Um, the offensive line, the Falcons offensive line sucks. The The defense is, is God awful, but Washington hasn't been that much better either, but I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to go with Washington because they cannot be as bad as they were last week. Uh, they still have the big names on defense, even though their defense has been horrible this year. They can Tyler Heineke has has shown flashes uh, of, of of being a really good quarterback, and I just think that after getting embarrassed as bad as they did on Sunday, you have to bounce back in a in a in a, in a big way. So I have the Washington football team beating Falcons, beating the Falcons. Seattle Seahawks against the 49ers. Uh it's hard for me to watch the last two weeks for Seattle and think much positive now the only positive i have is of course russell wilson russell wilson is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league uh dk metcalf tyler lockett there that's still a great duo chris carson has looked good but this is the second there's been two weeks in a row that the seahawks have just completely fell apart in the second half their offensive line just fell apart um their defense even though their defense isn't the greatest, it fell apart the second half. Both, I mean, they got shut out against the Vikings. The Vikings don't have a good defense. They got shut out against the Vikings and don't really have that much of explosive offense outside of, I mean, yes, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jeffries, you have Adam Thielen, but you still have Kirk Cousins throwing you the ball, and he's not really a prime-time performer or anything like that. And I just think that the, the 49ers played such a great game, even though they did lose to the Packers, and they're a better team. They don't have a better quarterback, no, but they're a better team. They have a better offense. They have a better defense. Their running game is is leaves a lot to be desired, but they're a better team. And I just don't if, – if the Seattle Seahawks struggles with the Vikings, how are they – what are they going to do with the 49ers? So, especially at 49ers. So, I have uh, I have the 49ers beating that – winning that game. A very exciting game is the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, I think that – I'm going to take the Rams – even and that's nothing against the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been incredible this entire year. Both of them are three and zero. Kyler Murray is uh, one of my MVP candidates at this time. Uh, their defense has been incredible. The, it, everything has been good for both teams. Honestly, I'm just gonna go with. I think that the best unit, and, and I go back to go back to that a lot. Who is gonna have the best unit during the game? 
I think the best unit is going to be the Rams defense. Uh, the Rams defense have looked incredible against any everyone they faced, and I really liked what they looked like against the Bucks last week. Now I understand the Bucks had a lot of injuries, but the Rams defense looked incredible. And the one thing that every team knows you're going to have to do going into uh, a game against the Cardinals is trying to contain. Kyler Murray. If you can contain Kyler Murray and make him do kind of bonehead decisions, you have a chance of winning. And I think that they can do that with Jalen Ramsey, with uh, you know, Aaron Donald and the pieces that they have. I think that they'll be good. So I'll, I'll have the Rams winning that game. Packers and Steelers. The Steelers defense is is still not completely healthy and I have absolutely no faith in their offense because of the de- the deterioration of Big Ben uh and the Packers are coming off a, a, a great win against the 49ers and you have the best quarterback <laughs> in the game in Aaron Rodgers so I have I have the Packers winning this one kind of handle I'm not gonna say handily because I'm not gonna disrespect the St- uh, Steelers defense um but I I just I just don't see I don't see a way. I don't see a win for the Steelers because of how bad their offense has been. So, especially against the Green Bay Packers. And while the Green Bay Packers is missing their second best defender in Zendarius Smith, you do have Zaire Alexander. You do have Preston Smith. You do have um, some some solid pieces. So, I have the Packers winning that one. Ravens and Broncos. This is another. The Broncos is another team that's three and zero. But I think that their three and zero is is a byproduct of who they played. I mean, who they everybody they played has not won a game yet. Uh, I do think that, however, I'm not going to take away from the fact that Teddy Bridgewater has been really good. Melvin Gordon has been really good. That defense has been great. You know, uh, Von Miller looks like the old Von Miller. That was a question going into the season, seeing as though Von Miller missed the whole season last year due to injury. How is he going to come back and look? And he's looked great. Patrick Sertan. Uh, could be in the running for defensive or rookie defensive rookie of the year. But I, and even though that there's still a lot of injuries, I mean, Lamar Jackson, he didn't, I know he practiced uh, yesterday, but he missed two days of practice due to back soreness. And of course we know the, the laundry list or CVS list of, or CVS receipt list of injuries that the Ravens have dealt with this year. But I do think that it was a big win against the, Lions and they look they've looked really good. Lamar Jackson's looked good. Um Sammy Watkins has looked a lot better than I thought he would. They did to just take Rashad Bateman off IR. I don't know if he'll I don't I doubt he'll play in the game, but he looked good. Or no, I'm not gonna say look good, but he's out he's out of IR. So that means that he should be coming back sooner than later. Marquise Brown, man. <laughs> he he dropped two touchdowns, possibly three. And that game, if he would have caught that, of course, we wouldn't have no Justin Tucker you know, breaking, making history probably because he wouldn't need to. But I think the Ravens are going to beat the Broncos. I think that with the piece that they do have and you, Lamar Jackson is the best player on the field, I just think that now that I think going against that defense is going to be really tough. Um, But I think that the Ravens are going to win the game. The biggest game that everyone's been talking about, which is understandable, but every single person has been talking about is the Bucks against the Patriots. Everyone, I mean, there was a whole Adele, I'm coming home thing. Uh, it, look, Adele did not say I'm coming home. <laughs> she did have that song, Hello from the Other Side. That's what it was. But, um, or Hello, that's the song. 
but I don't I, now I understand Tom Brady going back uh, 20 year history playing Bill Belichick but this game I don't think this game is going to be close it's probably going to be close the first half or maybe the first quarter because you know I think adrenaline is going to be rush, rushing through Tom Brady and everyone because I think everyone, of course, on the Bucks wants Tom Brady to win this game because the history that he has with the Patriots. But I don't see Mac Jones uh, or that Patriots team really standing a chance against the Bucks. The Bucks are the the Bucks are. I mean, they're Super Bowl, they're reigning Super Bowl champions. And I think Antonio Brown's coming back. He missed last week. Now, I will say this. Their corners, the cornerback position is not the best. They did bring in Richard Sherman, and I think they, they were saying he got to pick and practice, whatever. But And Richard Sherman isn't like – oh, he's not the legion of boom, Richard Sherman. But he is better than what they have. But even with their problems with the secondary – I don't think Mac Jones at a point of in of you know I don't think he's at a talent level right now where he can capitalize on how bad their their secondary is due to injuries and everything. Uh, so I think that the Bucks are gonna destroy the Patriots. Honestly, it's it's, it's gonna be bad on on Sunday night football. And Monday night football, uh, you have the Chargers against the Raiders. I've 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 doubted the Raiders every almost every single game. I didn't think they were gonna. In fact, I, I definitely didn't think they were gonna win against the Ravens. I didn't think they were gonna win against. Well, they. Sh- I thought that after the pick six, they were gonna lose against the Dolphins. I've doubted the the Chargers every step of the way. <laughs> I mean, not the Chargers, the Raiders. Uh, but I I think the Raiders have, are playing some of the best football right now out of any team. I mean, Darren Wall looks good. Derek Carr looks good. It, it, everyone looks good. Their defense has played incredible. Like they played spirited defense. Um, and but I think it's going to be a good game. Justin Herbert, you know, Mike Williams have played great. Uh, Keenan Allen still playing like a, a a top receiver in the league. Not the top, but a top receiver. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I know. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I, I have to see them lose, and I have not seen them lose. And I've seen them win in, in big fashion. I've seen them have to come back and win. I've seen them not play their best game and still win. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the Raiders have, have what it takes to uh, – I think the Raiders have what it takes to win the game. I, 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 I've doubted them. I've doubted them every step of the way to that 3-0, and and they proved me wrong. So – this is the first week I think I'm betting I'm betting for them. So I have the Raiders winning on Monday Night Football. Those are my predictions. Uh, what I wanted to do is, again, we're only, this is week four, so this is still an early list. But I wanted to give, um, let me move. I wanted to give my five disappointments and five surprises. Now, these are pleasant surprises. I'm going to start with a disappointment because I don't like starting. I don't like ending a list or lists or whatever. I don't like ending it on 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 negativity. So let me start with my five disappointments. Now, these 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 teams or or these whatever's on the list, I thought were going to be a a whole hell of a lot better. Either they had a a, a busy offseason. They were projected to be a lot better than they have been this year. There's a lot going. There's a lot of reasons why all these people are, or all these teams or whatever are on this list, and we'll go over it. Let me start with the Steelers' offense. 
Now, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised because of what we saw last year. This offense looks pretty much the I, the same exact offense we saw last year. Couldn't run the ball. Big Ben could not throw downfield more than ten yards. They didn't have a they did they, they had a lot more drops last year than they do right now. But th- this offense is horrible. This offense and Big Ben's inability or pretty much deterioration of his game and arm is the reason why the Steelers are not as good as they should be. Or there it's like such a huge discrepancy between their talent of the defense and the talent of the offense. Name they have big names. I mean, you have you have uh Nikhil Harry, you or not Nikhil Harry. You have uh Najee Harris. I'm, I apologize. You have Claypool, you have Juju. They have big names. They're just horrible. But the reason why they're on the disappointing list is because they had these problems last year. And you would think you have a whole offseason. You you have the draft. You have free agency. I would think that they would address the offense. Hell, Pouncey left. I would address I would I would think they would address the, the offensive line, and they did not. <laughs> and I also would think that they would look at last year in the totality and think, all right. Even though that we were 11 and 0, Big Ben was god awful. And I don't know why a lot of people think that the season stops at week 11. <laughs> like they had to play what five more games, and they got destroyed in the playoffs. In fact, they only won or made it to the playoffs because they were 11 and 0. Like if they were playing up to, or if they, if you looked at the to- where they were going into the playoffs, they had absolutely no, sh- no chance. And they're just a disappointment to me because again, this team looks exactly how it looked the end of last year. Like nothing has changed as far as their defense is still incredible. Probably one of the best defenses in the league. But they have one of the worst offenses in the league. I think they're last in rushing. Even with Najee Harris, who is a I understand he's a rookie, but he's a really good running back. So that's that's one disappointment for me. Now, we just talked about them. Carson Wentz and the Colts offense. They brought on this is that's that's I guess number two. They're not really ranked or anything, but my next disappointment is Carson Wentz and the Colts offense. You you brought Carson Wentz because you thought that he would be ten times better than Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers got you to the playoffs, and they were within a half away of making it to, or beating the Bills. So I understand the thinking of all right, we bring in we bring in uh, Carson Wentz. He can't, I understand he had a, a very uh, a rough rough ending to his Philadelphia days, but he is a quote-unquote Super Bowl champion. And he was, and I keep saying this all the time, he was an MVP frontrunner with Frank Wright. So I understand you pairing him back with Frank Wright, you would think that was the move. And, and I mean, you, you, you exceeded expectations against or with Phillip Rivers, who clearly was out the door. I mean, he's coaching high school football, I think, right now. But Carson Wentz has looked bad. I understand he has two left or uh, two sprained ankles, but he his his like erratic play has been horrible, and their offense has been bad. I understand Ty or 
Ty, I, I understand T.Y. Hilton is, is not there, but there, there's been horrible. And, and, and I think it's even more, it's kind of like the, the Steelers, man. Now, the, the, the Colts defense is not as good as the Steelers defense, but the Colts defense has been really good. DeForest Buckner and all those people, like they have been really good. They've been so good that they were they they felt okay and comfortable enough to let Justin Houston go, and you see how he's looked with the in Baltimore. But Carson Wentz and the Colts offense has been there. There, that's that's probably the biggest reason why they're three and are zero and three right now. The Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, who had a lot of people thought that they would be good enough to at least put their name in the ring for the Super Bowl or at least make some noise in the AFC, that team right now is 0-3 because of how bad Carson Wentz and that offense has looked. I understand that they don't have the the biggest names as far as, like, skill players, but they're, they're, they shouldn't be as bad, or they shouldn't be – they're not 0-3 bad. Let me say this. They're 0-3, but they should not be 0-3 bad. A lot of that is because of Carson Wentz and his uh, sporadic play in the offensive or the Colts offense, and that's why they land on my or one of my five disappointments. Another one of my number three, I guess. Again, it's, it's not ranked from you know most or whatever. It's just five of them. Number three, I talked about this a little bit last week or last episode. The Falcons let Calvin Johnson leave. I'm not Calvin Johnson. Let Julio Jones leave. Because they felt confident that they were going to draft Kyle Pitts and they were going to use Kyle Pitts Pitts sort of in the same way as Julio Jones. Now, no, you weren't going to use him the same exact way as Julio Jones. One, because he's not Julio Jones. Julio Jones will go down as one of the best wide receivers of all, like one of one of the best wide receivers the league has ever seen. Not to mention Kyle Pitts is not a wide receiver. He's a tight end, even though he does have wide receiver speed, wide receiver talent. But you draft Kyle Pitts fourth. One, two, three, fourth. And you barely throw him the ball. And this is on, this isn't like the Kansas City Chiefs. This isn't a, a, a team just overflowing with talent at the offensive position. This isn't like the Bucks, a team overflowing with offensive talent. This is a team that really only has two good skilled people, in the, and that is Calvin Ridley who has been a number two ever since he got into the league, and now that he's seeing number one coverages, he's kind of struggled, and Kyle Pitts. So my third disappointment is the Atlanta Falcons' usage for Kyle Pitts. Now, I did say that last week, or last episode, I did say that a lot of this was stemmed because of fantasy. I draft him fantasy, but no. This take is not due to fantasy. There was a lot wrong. Like a lot wrong with the with the Atlanta Falcons from their offensive line, from their defense, from their running back position. There was a lot wrong, meaning you could go a lot of different ways at the fourth overall pick. 
So technically, they did what they were supposed to do. You went and got the best player at the fourth pick, which was Kyle Pitts. Understandable. Why the hell do you not use him? I think last game, he only had like three three targets. Three or four targets. I, I it For the life of me. And, and the thing is, even when they target him, he's, he's flourishing. It's just why not target him more? It doesn't make sense. You you pretty much to pick him fourth. You think that he's going to be a game changer day one, and he has been good from what what he's been given. It's just why not give him more? It doesn't make sense. The Falcons are not good, especially offensively. So it's like why not try to get it to your best players? You see, the 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 Cincinnati Bengals did not take long for us to realize. Oh shoot, they're going to use Jamar Chase a lot. Hell, not saying he's had the greatest start to the season, but the Dolphins have told us or or shown us, okay, they're going to use Jalen Waddle a lot. Why the hell has Kyle Pitts not got the same treatment? Like, what what is going on? I understand Matt Ryan isn't the greatest quarterback anymore, but three or four targets a game? Bro, Bronk, I'm I'm not comparing them. I'm not comparing them. One is clearly a lot better than another. But look at Gronk. Look at Travis Kelsey. Look at George Kittle. You think that they're getting only three targets? Gronk at his age to and, and his you know his age today. And when I say age, I mean like basket or football age, because you know he's 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 dealt with a lot of injury, dealt with a lot of punishment. So look at Gronk. Look at Travis Kelsey. Look at George Kittle. You think that they're only getting three to four targets a game? George Kittle, not George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, who just, what, finished second in receiving for both tight end and, well, number one in tight end, but second in receiving. You think he's getting three targets? And a lot of people were saying that Kyle Pitts has the same type of athleticism and and same type of skill that Travis Kelsey has. So why does he not get any looks? Three to four is wild to me. That's number three. Number four is the Washington football team's defense. Do you know how much money you probably would have won off me if we would have bet that in week four, the Washington football team's best unit is their offense? Washington has given up, I think, like, I know they're in the bottom five of yards allowed, rushing yards allowed. Like, I knew going into the season that there were still question marks with their secondary. I, I knew that. Like, we, that's, we knew that. Even though you have Fuller, there were still question marks with their secondary. But I didn't think, I thought that because the defensive front was supposed to be so dominant with with Jonathan Allen and Chase Young and and Montez Sweat and Deron Payne, Jamie Davis, uh, Holcomb. I thought that their defensive front would be able to mask, or de- their defensive front would be so good that they'll be able to mask the problems that they have second in the secondary. 
Boy, was high wrong. <laughs> oh man, they've been oh Washington's defense. And and now, do I think they can turn around? Yes, hell, all these can turn around. The the I don't I don't see it, but the 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 Steelers offense can turn, can get better. Atlanta can start force feeding Kyle Pitts. Uh, Carson Wentz can turn. Or Carson Wentz can be good. So all of this can turn around, but boy, Washington's defense has been by far their worst unit, and it's 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 oh, it's been horrible, man. It's and this is so disappointing to me because again, you had you have the defensive rookie of the year, and I thought that he would be a dark horse for the rook for the defensive player of the year. Chase Young has not been good. Nobody on the defense has been good. It's been straight, but now you look and say, "What, well, Jay? Wait, wait, come on, Jay." He's they're playing against they played against Josh Allen. You had Josh Allen and the Chiefs or Josh Allen and the Bills. You thought they would be good enough to at least make it to a Super Bowl. They have Super Bowl aspirations. That's how good they are. Okay, I got it. You said that wait, Jay. They played the Chargers. Justin Herbert, a, a new retooled offensive line, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like come on, Austin Eckler. Okay. They played the they played the Giants. Now, yes, they beat the Giants by one point, by the way, but they beat the Giants. And they had Daniel Jones looking like Lamar Jackson. In fact, they had Daniel Jones looking like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. The only problem is Darius Slayton couldn't catch the ball. The deep man, the Washington's defense has been extremely disappointing. Like, it's not even. It's it's been bad. It's been bad. They, I, I I mean, they have the pieces still. Like by name, they have the pieces that that can turn around again. They have the defensive rookie of the year last year, so they could definitely turn around. But you know, we need to see it because f- four weeks in. Or three weeks in at least, it ain't it ain't it ain't been good. <laughs> so, and number five, now he hasn't disappointed me. Let me say this. Let me yes, yes, he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been good, and that is Alvin Kamara. Going into the season, I had Alvin Kamara winning the Offensive Player of the Year. And that was because Drew Brees' time was up. You know, he retired. There was a lot of uh, question marks about how is Jameis Winston going to do. Uh, Mike Thomas isn't there, so Emmanuel Sanders is gone. So you don't really have that number one receiver. A lot of their receivers are either young or not really proven. The one proven commodity on this offense was Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara is so good that he can affect the running game and the passing game. So I thought that Alvin Kamara was going to get so many opportunities like I thought he was going to get the most opportunities probably he's ever seen or hasn't seen since college and I thought that they would lean on him and the thing is they've tried to do that it just hasn't worked Ivan Kamara he hasn't been bad let me say he hasn't been bad he hasn't like been detrimental to his team but he has not been great he hasn't been the best like he hasn't really done anything for the Saints to win like he has a couple touchdowns but he hasn't been like that game changer that I thought he would be. That's why I guess he's going to land on my disappointment because 
he hasn't been that good, and they need him to be good. Don't let it fool you. Yeah, the Saints are what two and one, but a lot of that, most of that, is due to the fact of their defense and Jameis Winston. A lot of that is not because of Alvin Kamara, like at all. Alvin Kamara, to me, it, it, it seems like Alvin Kamara is just another guy, and that should not be the case, especially how good he is and how important he was even just last year. So those are my five disappointments, man. The Steelers offense, how Atlanta uses Kyle Pitts, Alvin Kamara, Washington's defense, and Carson Wentz's, Carson Wentz's play and the Colts, you know. Carson Wentz and the Colts offense. So again, all of this can change. All they can all get better. It's only week four, uh, but yeah, man, they, those have been big disappointments to me. Surprises, big t- five surprises. Now these have all been pleasant surprises. They haven't been like whoa, what in the world? Like these have been pleasant surprises. Let me go with the the Cardinals defense. The Cardinals defense has been incredible. I don't know if you remember, but remember Chandler Jones requested a trade like he did not want to be there anymore i understand that you get you know you bring in jj watt uh chandler jones didn't like his didn't like i guess the role that he would be playing for this team and you look up today and he's one of the best you know he's he's in conversation for defensive player of the year isaiah you know isaiah it, it, it isaiah simmons has been really good like buddha baker has been great the biggest problem the biggest problem that the Cardinals faced last year was their offense was explosive. Their offense was great. It just their defense could not pick, you know, could not catch up with their offense. Their defense so many times had put them in shootouts because they couldn't stop anybody. That has not been the case this year. This case or this year, this this year, they've been incredible. The The defense has has been 10 times better than I thought it was, especially seeing, yes, you brought in a whole bunch of people, but one of your your best defender pretty much in Chandler Jones won it out, and now he's over here playing the best defense of his life. So I just I think the Cardinals defense has been a pleasant surprise. Another defense that's been a great surprise to me has been the Cowboys defense, and I guess that's number two. The Cowboys defense has been incredible. That now I understand that is <laughs> only up from where they were last year. Last year they were historically one of the worst defenses ever. So of course you can't be as bad, but they've been a whole hell of a lot better than I thought. Even with uh uh Lawrence being out, Dexter Lawrence. Even with Dexter Lawrence being out, Jalen Smith looks great. Michael Parsons looked great. Trayvon Diggs looks great. Like this. Vander Esch looks great. This team, this defense is, at least this point in the season, is like an, looks like an elite defense. And that is crazy for me to say, especially what, what I remember them looking like last year. Now, no, I don't think that they've caught up to their offense because their offense is still explosive, but their defense has, 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 has been a lot better than I thought it was. So that's another surprise. Derek Carr and the Raiders. We talked about them. I've doubt I've doubted them every single game. And I knew that Derek Carr had talent. I think a lot of people kind of over criticized Derek Carr, not really looking at the situation that's around him. I mean, <laughs> John Gruden did not want this man. Like, you know, John Gruden tried to get this man out of here so many times. 
And outside of Darren Waller, he didn't really have that much talent. And we talked and that nauseum. I was quick to just destroy them this offseason because of the moves that they made. Getting rid of their two best offensive linemen, then bringing on Kenyon Drake, meaning looking like you want to really uh you want to double down the running game after you give up your two defense or two offensive best offensive linemen, then to go to the draft and get Alex Leatherwood, who was a huge reach, and and the Raiders have a tendency to have huge reaches. Alex Leatherwood, who is not even close to being as good as their two linemen that they let go for pretty much nothing. I just had a lot of questions and a lot of concerns about the Raiders going into this, you know, go, because of the off season. But looking at it today, they haven't lost yet. Derek Carr has looked really good. At least right now, he's in the MVP conversation. Uh, Darren Waller looks like Darren Waller. Uh, Edmonds looks or Edwards looks great. Like there's <laughs> this team again. I've doubted this team for the longest, and their defense, which was a huge uh, negative last year, has looked great. So. I, I thought they would be bad. I, I will admit that I thought they would be bad, and they've been a lot better than I thought. Uh, Sam Darnold, the Panthers. A lot of people now. Again, I understand that their record is a product of their of who they played, but Sam Darnold. You cannot say Sam Darnold has not looked better with better pieces around him. I know it's it's, it's such a shocker. Why does Sam Darnold look as bad with the Jets? Because it's the Jets. Look at look at Zach Wilson. Now, I'm not saying Zach Wilson's on the same level as Sam Darnold. But look how bad Zach Wilson looks. Like, come on. It's the Jets. And I told people, I told people that Sam Darnold was going to look better. Now, I didn't think they were going to be 3-0. and And I didn't think that their defense, the Panthers' defense, was going to look as good as it's looked. But again... That's it's been. A, I'm gonna say that's been a pleasant surprise because I thought that it was gonna happen, and I'm glad that it is happening. I was a little fearful. I'm like, all right. I mean, a lot of it is because I was like, uh, let's see how much it is because of the people around him. And it turns out it's been. It was a lot. So I've been pleasantly surprised with that. And number five with my surprise list is the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning uh, cast that's be on ESPN2. Now, I haven't talked about it all season, or all season um, and they are about to go on a three-week break, uh, but it has been extremely riveting, extremely good. Watching some of the interviews that they bring on, watching how they commentate the game, how they see the game, watching the banter between Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, it 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 is gold, man. Now, I will say that, it is a tad bit distracting, and I think that they're going to get the kinks out, especially with this three-week high, you know, three-week break. They're going to figure everything out. It is kind of distracting watching them compared to watching the game because there's a lot of times they bring on people that ain't really bringing no type of ain't really bringing no type of insight to the game. They uh, they brought on uh, Pat McAfee. Shouts out to him. He was really good. He tried his best to keep with the game and talk to talk to the Mannings. They brought on uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was really good. He was actually like commentating the game. They brought on, they, but they bring on other people that you can tell ain't really. I mean, they brought on Nick Saban, who you knew he wasn't watching the game. They brought on Gronk, and that's where we got the the huge reveal that Gronk hey, don't watch film. 
they brought on LeBron James. Not saying it was bad, but they brought on LeBron James, who was talking about you know Pete Carroll and the Cowboys in 2011, was trying to give him a contract. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> I'm not. It's it's a pleasant surprise because it was it's it's great. It's great TV. It's a, it allows you to get another perspective of you know how a player or you know players as great as Peyton Manning and, and Eli Manning was how they see the game you know and of course they're probably one of the funnier people that's ever played so seeing them communicate with each other and talk about you know what they see on the game is fun I do think that there it does need some improvement but I'm not I will be surprised I'm like bro this this is nothing you you hear it can either go one of two ways. It can go the 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 Tony Romo way. Tony Romo lands at CBS, and now he's like a superstar. He's he's a really good commentator. Or it could go the the um, what's that? Name? What's the dude's name? Uh, I just had it. The the tight end, the tight end from the Cowboys, uh, Whitman. That oh, Whitten, Whitten. That was that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. So. They could either go one of two ways, and, and, and the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning cast has been incredible, and that has been a, a surprise to me because I didn't think that I would I, – I mean, I would go into it watching football. Like, I, I want to see the football game, but I didn't think that – now I, I watched it the first week, didn't watch it the second week, and I felt like I was missing out on so much. You know what I mean? As like I, It, it kind of – I kind of felt like my experience watching the game without, you know, watching the regular one. And, and shouts out to to uh, the the Monday Night Football crew. Shouts out to them. That's you know, Levy and and, and Reese and all them. Um, there's nothing against them, but it just felt like I was missing out when I wasn't watching the Peyton Manning cast. So those have been my surprises: the Cardinals defense, the Cowboys defense, Derek Carr and the Raiders, uh, Sam Darnold and the Panthers. And Eli Manning and Peyton Manning's uh, ESPN2 cast. Now, there have been, let me say this, there have been other teams and other things that have been surprising and disappointing. Uh, the the rookie quarterbacks have kind of been disappointing. Now, it doesn't seem like any, now, again, I know we just talked about Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence has struggled. There's every single rookie quarterback, except for probably Trey Lance, has struggled. Uh, Justin Fields, we just saw him get sacked nine times. Every, you know, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, a homie that that's the I don't remember his name. That's that's the quarterback for the uh, Texans. Every everybody has struggled. Uh, a, a pleasant surprise has been the Broncos. Now, that's that's another look at look at who they played. But they're three, you know, I didn't think that Teddy Bridgewater and then was going to be as good as they looked. So there's multiple teams and multiple people that can go on this list. So let me know who. Has been what has been some surprises for you? What has been some disappointments for you? Uh, what team or what player has been the most surprising to you? What team or what player has been the most disappointing to you? Leave it in the comments. We'll definitely talk about it. You know, I'm 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 in the mood to talk. But let's move forward. So a little bit of WNBA playoff uh, news. Both series, both the um the Connecticut Sun and the Chicago Sky. And the Las Vegas Aces and the Phoenix Mercury, both the series are one and one. Both of them have been have had some incredible games, man. Uh, last, you know, when we let's look at the Connecticut Sun and the Chicago Sky. The first game, 
Vandersloot was incredible. Uh, Candace Parker was incredible. They were they couldn't miss. Now, I understand, again, I, I think that was because of the high that they were coming off of the series against um, or the game against Minnesota and the game against the uh, the, the New York Liberty. But they couldn't miss. They 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 were finding off cylinders, and even even the game on what Friday on Saturday no Thursday. Even the game on Thursday, they were they were they were letting it go. Now, the difference is Connecticut. The first game they couldn't score to save their life, and even the second game, their best player, which is John Quill Jones, this year's MVP, she struggled. The second game, she went what two for nine. She only had four points. The difference between game one and game two was the was the surrounding pieces for Connecticut. I mean, Dewana Bonner had 15 points. Brianna Jones had 11 points. Uh, Brand J- January, uh, Br- uh, Brand, I apologize. January had 12 points. Uh, Jasmine Thomas had 12 points, and Alasia. Th- uh, Elijah Thomas, man, she she had an ACL injury. She shouldn't even be playing. Um, and she had 15 points. Like when you have one, two, three, four, four players the score over, you know, score over in double digits. Now, so did I'm I'm, I'm not I'm gonna give it to the uh, Chicago Sky. So did Chicago Sky. I mean, Kayla Cooper had 13. Candace Parker had tw- uh, 12. Uh, Ariza Stevens had 10 and uh, Vandersloot had 10 as well, but that's why the Connecticut Sun are the number one overall seed because even when their best player had a bad game, like Horrible going, she, again, she only had four points, seven rebounds. But when you have a Dewana Bonner, when you have Thomas, when you have January, when you have Brianna Jones, who won the most improved player, all come and step up, like it, it, there's nothing you can do. Now, I do think that the I predicted, and I predict, of course, that the Connecticut Sun are going to win. But I do think that the Chicago Sky, once they go home, I think the next, the game is tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be a lot better than they were uh, again with the home crowd and everything. So, but that that has been again. I know it's only been two games, but that has been a really good series. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And another good series has been the Vegas Aces and the Phoenix Mercury. Shouts out to shouts out to uh, Dan, uh, Diana Taurasi, man. She had what thirty seven point a, a playoff career high thirty seven points on Thursday, eight threes. She, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people call her the goat in, in women's basketball. I mean, you can see Cheryl Swoops, uh Thompson, Lisa Leslie, Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi, like. Sue Bird, there's a reason why these players are so renowned, you know what I mean? And the fact that she was able to step up big, especially after losing the first game, it was was huge. And especially seeing as though they've been trying to, I mean, of course, it's been her and Sue Bird. They've been trying to retire both of them for the longest. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Sue Bird. She could come back, could not, who knows? But Diana Taurasi's still playing. And again, she had 35 points and... Everybody that needed to step up, this game stepped up. I mean, Kia Nurse had 11 points. Um, Brittany Griner had 25 points. Skylar Dickens-Smith had 17 points. Uh, once, When your big four, I guess, 
step up like that, it, it's going to be hard. Now, again, I know that I predicted the Vegas Aces to win. And shouts out to uh, Kelsey Plum. Not only did she have 25 points on Thursday, but she won sixth player of the year. Uh, well-deserved. Again, she, last year she was hurt. Beginning of this year, she was not that good, like, at all. Uh, before the 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 Olympic stoppage, she was she was not playing good at all. In fact, she was one of like the worst players. And then, of course, with the Olympics and the three on three, then winning that coming, she's been. I think she averaged like fourteen points a game. She's been great. But again, they did lose. Aja Wilson had twelve points. Uh, Jackie Young had ten. Requay. Uh, Raquel Williams, she had 17. Liz Cambage had 13. Again, when you when you're getting when you're getting 37, 25, 17, and 11 from your four best players, and and your next other four best players for the Vegas Aces had 25, uh, 12, 10, and 13. It's gonna be a long night. It's gonna be a long night. But again, I still. I, now, the Phoenix did win, what, 117 to 91. I'm just going to chalk that up to they're going to throw that game tape away. I still think the Vegas Aces. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. I wouldn't be surprised. If, and I told you that before. I wouldn't be surprised if any, anybody, either the, the Connecticut Sun or the Vegas or the Vegas Aces, even though they're ranked one and two, I, didn't th- I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost because the Sky have really good players, and so does the Phoenix Mercury. But... I do think that I think next game is going to okay. I'll say that whoever I say this to me, whoever wins next game with uh, the Vegas Aces and Phoenix Mercury, I think they're going to win the series. I just think that they're going to have the momentum. It's going to be it's, it's hard. It's hard to snatch momentum in sports. And once you have it, it's a dangerous thing to have. So but the the WNBA playoffs have been in, have been fun to watch, man. They've been incredible. Uh, again, shouts out to Kelsey Plum for winning sixth player of the year. And both games, both what game three of both series will be on Sunday. The Connecticut Sun in the Sky play at one o'clock on uh, ESPN. And the Vegas Aces and Phoenix Mercury play at three o'clock on ABC. So go check it out. And lastly, before we go, you know, Talking to a lot of people, do you know that a lot of people don't know that the NBA has divisions? In fact, I want you, if you want to make like $50 or whatever, or bet however much you want to bet, ask someone to name all the divisions, not name all the teams or whatever, but all the divisions in NBA. For people that don't know, there's the Atlantic Division, the Central Division, the Southeast Division, the Northeast Division, and the Pacific Division, and the Northwest Division. Kind of like how I did with the NFL, breaking down division by division. I'm going to do that with the NBA. The preseason starts or started yesterday, I think, or starts today, something like that. Or starts Sunday. I think it starts Sunday with the Lakers and the 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 Brooklyn Nets. Now, the preseason isn't as important as – or the preseason is nothing like the, the regular season. There's going to be a lot of players that don't get a lot of minutes. Hell, we might not see a lot of stars play because of the shortened season. We're going – I mean, last last year, not only was it a rushed year, but there wasn't as many games. I think there was 72. This year, they're going back. That's why they're going back to a regular – how a regular is, 81 games. Uh, so – 
that's why you know it, it kind of feels rushed. Seeing as I wait, didn't the didn't the Bucks just win the championship? Uh, yeah, they're going back to they're going back to the regular calendar. But what I'm going to do is I want to talk about the the Central Division. To me, outside of the Milwaukee Bucks, that's probably the weakest division. That is the Milwaukee Bucks, the Indiana Pacers, the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, and the Detroit Pistons. Let's start with the Pistons, man. The Pistons. There's not really much good with the Pistons outside of Cade Cunningham. You did get the number one overall pick. I do want to see how Cade Cunningham looks. You know, he looked really good in the summer league. I want to see what he looks like against actual NBA talent. But outside of that, I mean, uh, Grant, Jeremy Grant's really good. And he did just win a gold medal with Team USA. But they, you know, Kalen Hayes, maybe. I don't know. That, 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 that team... The team, I don't see them winning much, many games this year. I'm probably thinking maybe 15, 16 tops, uh, maybe 20. I don't know. I But I am curious to see what Cade Cunningham is going to look like, honestly. I think he's going to look really good, uh, seeing as though he was a number one overall pick. And that's, 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 that's what sucks with sports. Usually the best player in college or best player wherever you get them from goes to the worst team, which – when we talk about fit, it's it's tough because it's like, damn, you're going to the worst team in the league. But I think I don't really see much from Detroit outside of Cade. I think he's probably the biggest story out of the, uh, the Detroit organization. Uh, now again, you do have um, you do have Jeremy Grant, but I think that the story will be around how does Cade handle the you know how good is he really when we talk about NBA talent. So. That's the Detroit Pistons, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's yet another <laughs> another team that I don't see much. I don't see Darius Garland. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I don't see Jonathan Allen. I don't see Colin Sexton really get. Now you do have Kevin Love still, but this team sucks. <laughs> they again, it's a lot of youth. It's a lot of youth. You know, it's a lot of youth and. Well, let me say, it's a good blend of youth and veterans, but the veterans aren't the best. Like, right now, Jonathan Allen is one of the veterans. Kevin Love, who is not in his prime anymore and hasn't really been a deciding factor for this team since LeBron's been there. It's it's not, you know, it's... Cleveland's not that good. (laughs) Cleveland's not that good at all. Now, I will say that the team that did the most, like the absolute most, uh from this division in the offseason was the Chicago Bulls. You bring on uh, DeMar DeRozan. You bring, uh, what's his name? You bring Lonzo Ball. I think that they're going to be exciting. Do I think that they're going to be good defensively? Most definitely not. No. Oh, oh, I did forget that Cleveland got Laurie Marketing. So there's that. (laughs) But I think Chicago will be interesting. I, I think that they'll be good. I just don't think I don't see them I don't see them defending anybody. I mean Yeah, no. I don't see it because again, when you look at the players that they have compared to, you know, how they've been, DeMar DeRozan's never been a defender. Uh uh what's his name? Zach Levine has never been known to be a defender. Lonzo Ball, he's he has the, the talent to be a defender. It's just is he going to be one? Uh Alex Caruso is is okay as a ball defender. Uh, and of course, we know the cult following he has from LA, but I just don't see. I think they're going to be good, especially offensively. They and they also have Vucevic, who is not a defender. 
they're going to be good offensively. They have too much talent, too much, you know, they have too many good offensive players to be a bad offensive team. I just don't see them being a good defensive team. And when you're in, you know, the Eastern Conference, when you're in the Central Division with the reigning champions, uh, you're going to need some type of defense. Um, th- this isn't like Brooklyn. And we'll talk about them probably tomorrow or or in the next episode or whatever. But this isn't like Brooklyn. You need some defense. Um but but I think that the Chicago Bulls will be interesting. I think they'll be a really high scoring team because of the moves that they made this offseason. So this we'll just have to see. Indiana Pacers didn't make didn't make many moves. Uh I do think of course you still have Demonis Abonis, who to me is one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh TJ Warren, I think that he's gonna get a lot with Aaron Aaron Holiday being out or leaving i think that he's going to be more of a of a, a focal point and i am curious to see curious to see what the what they do with miles turner it seems like miles turner is always on the trade block even though he's a very good serviceable center uh usually amongst one of the league leaders in rebounds and blocks i just think I, he just i, I I don't know if he's going to stay with the team or I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just I'm excited to see what's going, you know, are they going to be good? Now, I do think the Indiana Pacers with Rick Carlisle now, they're usually they're not always they're never really bad. It's just they're one of those teams where are they good enough to be in the playoffs and if they get in the playoffs, they're going to get smacked or are they just uh, they're kind of like in the middle of the road team. As far as they can make it to the playoffs, but they're not they're not doing anything in the playoffs Uh, or they can just miss the playoffs, meaning they're not really going to have a good pick in the draft unless they like do some trades or something. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens with Indiana because they've been this middle of the road team for a while or probably ever since they uh, they let or ever since Paul George left. So I'm excited to see what, what happens with them. And of course, the Milwaukee Bucks reigning champions. The question is, can they or and will they, uh, I guess, repeat? Uh, I don't know. I do think that it, it would be it would be. Let me say this. Giannis is one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. Uh, Drew Holiday was great. They did lose P.J. Tucker, and I never thought I would say this, but that was a big loss for them. Losing P.J. Tucker to go to the Miami Heat was big. Uh, Bobby Portis was great. They, you know. Their best pieces, which is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and uh, Drew Holiday, they're all still there. The only thing is, I like I believe that injury or other teams that got injured kind of affected them winning. Now, I'm not I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to downgrade or I'm not going to put an asterisk on this championship. They won a fair and square. They beat the Phil- or the Phoenix Suns. They they did what they had to do. Uh they 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 were the most they they were at at least towards the end of the year, they were the most complete team. They were firing on all cylinders offensively and you had the defensive player of the year in Giannis, like and two-time MVP, and now Finals MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo was was playing the best basketball of his life. I mean, he finished the league with a fifty bird. Like, come on now. The only thing I say, and the only the only question mark or the only hesitation I have with them is, 
I want to see what happens. Now, I think that Philly, we'll talk about them maybe next episode as well. But I think Philly is out the, out the question. Uh, seeing as what, what happened with, or we'll talk about the Ben Simmons thing probably uh, another episode. But you didn't have to go against Philly last year. You you went against the Hawks where you're just supremely bigger than. You, you didn't have, I mean, you didn't, Kyrie Irving was injured. James Harden wasn't right, and KD was giving you the business. If it wasn't for this man wearing a size 29 shoe, you probably would have been out the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or you, you wouldn't have made it to the NBA Finals. E- even in the NBA Finals, you go against Phoenix instead of maybe going against a healthy uh, Lakers team or going against a healthy Clippers team. Uh, so, or, or hell, maybe a healthy Nuggets team. But all I'm saying is, and I'm not again. I'm not discrediting what they did. I mean, at the end of the day, you still got to play. You're your NBA champion. Boom. Do what you got to do. Congratulations to them for that. I just I don't know if they made enough moves to repeat. I think that you have to continue to evolve. Seeing as though we're seeing what happened with Brooklyn, we're seeing what's happening with uh, the Lakers. Golden State's getting back healthy. We're seeing what happened with some of the teams around the league. Uh, hell, what, what's happening with the Miami Heat? So. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I'm just I'm just going to hold the brakes and see if they're good enough to repeat out. I think Giannis is still going to be great. Giannis has improved year after year after year. Um, Chris Middleton is probably one of the more underrated players. Uh, Drew Holiday is definitely one of the more underrated players. So I think that they'll be good. And I think they'll definitely be in, in the conversation, especially towards the end of the year when we talk about who is championship caliber and who has a chance to actually win it. I just want to see what they look like, you know, and, and and honestly with them, with the, with the Milwaukee Bucks, it's not really as much as what they look like. Cause I kind of know what they look like. They didn't really make any moves this all season outside of losing PJ Tucker. I want to see what everyone else around them looks like. And if they look like what I think they can look like, then we'll have some conversations. But if not, I don't know. We'll see. But that has been this week's episode or today's episode of the unpopular podcast i appreciate you guys i love you guys um if you want unpopular podcast shirt hoodie sweater uh long sleeves uh what joggers the link is in the description below i have multiple different colors multiple different designs just click on what you want click on the color press buy go get your unpopular podcast merch today it's fly go get it also Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I see my subscribers are going up, so I appreciate you guys. All my new people that are here, I appreciate you guys. All my people that are still here rocking rocking with me since day one, I appreciate you guys. I love all you guys. I don't I don't really call I don't like the word fans. I don't think y'all are fans. I think y'all are supporters. So I appreciate you guys. Um and until next time, man. Much love. Turn into a dream
pop Rather we never pick up But can we slip up and mix up sometimes? You say it don't mean it Just want it when it's convenient Am I crazy for waiting on my slide? Now you calling me special When you know I can't have you When I'm on to the next one Oh, now you won't get aggressive Oh, do you mean to keep on making me leave? Nightmares turn into a dream If you're so toxic to me, what am I feeling? Cause I thought it was over Got me thinking my feelings over You keep doing it over and over You keep calling me back I'm just trying to get closure But you're pulling me closer and closer For me, you're like over and over On a thin line, we've been through it like ten times. I'ma put you in line. Yeah, I had you on an incline. Now I don't even wanna reply. I'ma have to decline. Yeah. You show me I don't wanna rewind. Yeah. No, you a ten, but that attitude ain't fine. 